from the Florida Bar Studios in Tallahassee, this is Florida Bar News Briefs. I'm your host, Mark Killian. When he took the helm in June, President Scott Westheimer promised to keep Florida lawyers on the leading edge of technology. Westheimer recently told the Board of Governors that his new special committee on AI tools and resources is off to an impressive start. Jim Ash, tell us about it. Uh, Mark, Special Committee Member Michael Orr told the Board of Governors last week that the committee is meeting weekly and focusing on three major areas of concern, how generative AI interacts with the bar's current rules, how generative AI may change various aspects of the practice of law, and how generative AI may improve access to justice. Orr says co-chairs Gordon Glover and Duffy Mertidis divided the special committee into two subcommittees, or chairs one focusing on AI and the regulation of attorneys. Former board member Renee Thompson chairs the subcommittee focusing on AI and court proceedings. Orr's panel is looking closely at how generative AI would impact such things as the duty to competence, duty of confidentiality, duty of client notice and consent, and duty of accountability and supervision. Thompson's subcommittee is studying AI certifications in pleadings, whether a lawyer should disclose the use of AI in filings, and verifying the authenticity of documents and audio and video recordings admitted into evidence. Westheimer is impressed by the rapid progress, saying that the AI committee is on track to present proposed rule amendments and an ethics opinion to the full board by December. Florida Bar member Travis Trueblood of Fort Lauderdale has been appointed Associate Justice Pro Tem of the Natu Asebi Huron Ban of the Potowatumi Supreme Court. Roanne Batar has more. Trueblood says he's honored to be selected to serve in such a trusted capacity and will do his best to honor the seven grandfather teachings while carrying out the duties of the office. Trueblood, an enrolled member of the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma, will serve a six-year term. With decades of experience representing tribes, corporations, nonprofits, and individuals, Trueblood understands the legal issues unique to tribes and sovereignty and has provided advocacy on a broad range of Indian law issues in federal courts and in proceedings before federal agencies. Trueblood also serves as a major in the West Virginia Air National Guard and is a veteran of the United States Navy and Air Force. He also contributes countless hours each year mentoring Native attorneys and being an advocate for children in immigration removal proceedings. A Supreme Court panel reviewing the potential consolidation of Florida's judicial circuits received nearly 7,000 responses to two surveys it conducted, one for the public and another designed for court, government, and legal professionals. Jim? Yeah, that's right, Mark. At a September 15th Zoom meeting, 4th DCA Judge Jonathan Gerber, the committee's chair, thanked the respondents and noted the committee is still compiling and analyzing the survey results. But what we do know is of the 4,818 court, government, and legal professionals who responded, 41% identified themselves as private attorneys. Of those, 37% said they strongly agree that their circuit, quote, expedites appropriate cases. Just 3.4% said they strongly disagree with the statement. Nearly 34% said they strongly agree that their judicial circuit handles its workload, quote, in a manner permitting its judges to prepare written decisions when warranted. There are 2,000 
87 responses from the public, but committee members were quick to note that they were heavily skewed geographically, as 71% of those were from citizens served by the 16th Circuit, which covers Monroe County, the Florida Keys. Chief Justice Carlos Muniz formed the committee in June in response to a letter he received from House Speaker Paul Renner, noting that circuit boundaries haven't changed since 1969, the Palm Coast attorney suggested consolidation could enhance efficiency and save taxpayer money. The committee is charged to wrap up its work by December 1. The committee meets next on September 29, and Gerber intends to hold another round of public comments on October 13th. The solo and small firm section is rolling out a new virtual book club as a section member benefit, and the September 21st inaugural session is open to everyone, even non-section members. Roanne? CPA Kelly Brubaker will lead a discussion on Profit First, Transform Your Business from a Cash-Eating Monster to a Money-Making Machine. Solo and Small Firm Section Technology Committee Chair Liz McCausland says the book club is intended to be a fun, educational, networking opportunity for members that will discuss books that focus on the business of law, like running your practice, marketing, and hiring the best people. The book club meetings will be every other month on the 3rd, Thursdays from 12 to 1 p.m. via Zoom. Details and registration are on the Solo and Small Firm section's website. The Department of Transportation's General Counsel Office is hosting an administrative law section, Agency Open House Sealy, October 31st at 1 p.m. at the Hayden Burns Building on Swanee Street in Tallahassee. Administrative Law Judge John Newton says Florida's electric vehicle program will be the topic of discussion, and the program will include a panel discussion by administrative law judges. It's free and open to the public. For more on these and other stories of interest to the profession, visit floridabar.org news. Florida Bar News Briefs is a production of the Florida Bar Journal and News Department. For Roanne Batar, Jim Ash, and our producer Clay Shaw behind the glass, I'm Mark Killian. (laughs) 